everyone. My name is Michelle and welcome to Romcom Weekly. Today I'm joined by my friend Valerie and we're talking about the movie Set It Up. How's it going, Val? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to talk to you about this movie. I know. I'm glad I'm finally able to do this. Thank you for having me. Of course. So a few things about the movie. It was released in June of 2018. It's directed by Claire Scanlon, starring Zoe Deutsch, Glenn Powell, Lucy Liu, and Tay Diggs. The imdb.com summary is two corporate executive assistants hatch a plan to matchmake their two bosses. And the rating on IMDb is a 6.5. And in terms of box office gross, there is none because this is <laughs> a Netflix movie. This is the first Netflix movie that I think I'm discussing on the pod. So exciting. Is, yeah, it's exciting. All right. So Val, I'm going to kick it to you first. What would you rate this movie on a scale from 1 to 10? I would rate this movie a 6.5. Okay. I am giving this an 8.6. Okay. <laughs> I think I thought you were going to do it higher. Okay. I thought I would do. I hadn't rewatched this. I think I watched it the first time and maybe rewatched it once. And then I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, and I can't believe I can't believe it was two years ago, 2018. I, but I remember really liking it. And maybe it was because compared to all the other Netflix films. But I, I was surprised myself when I sat down. And I was like, hmm, from one to 10. I struggled with between a six and a five. But yeah, I, I don't think it's the best movie out there. It's not my favorite rom-com. Mm -hmm. It's still funny. I like it. And I would like put it on in the background. But yeah, that's how I settle on a 6.5. So I was surprised myself too. Okay. Got it. Because this is a Netflix movie, obviously, there's not opportunity for us to build nostalgia for it. For me, I've actually rewatched this movie quite a few times. Okay. Because I clearly like I'm giving this movie, a, I think a pretty high rating for my standards. Let's just kind of get into what we like about the movie. Okay. Do you want to start? I loved the characters. I mean, I thought they were all very likable. I loved Harper and Charlie. They're quirky. They're funny. Like, they're just likable. Like, I would want to be friends with them. Mm -hmm. I, I like the New York City setting, especially now. Yeah. The summertime and all of the, like, the rooftop parties and everything's so glamorous. I love that. Right. And there were a lot of, like, just nuggets that I really liked. I loved the, at uh, Becca's engagement party, the whole, you like because and you love despite. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love the whole idea of a meet cute. And I love their whole, like, over dick around thing. Yeah. Just, like, little <laughs> random things here and there that were, to me, just, like, really quirky. And I'll always, like, think of those things when I, when I think of the movie. So, yeah, just, like, little nuggets here and there. Yeah, I agree with you. I really liked uh, Harper and Charlie. So Zoe and Glenn Powell, I thought that they had a lot of chemistry. I thought mm -hmm. they were very cute. So fun fact, they've actually signed on to do another Netflix rom-com. I think it's a totally different storyline, but oh, oh. I think the masses really enjoyed this movie so much that the actors are doing more movies and projects together. So that's kind of fun. Interesting. I didn't know that. I liked specifically Harper, Zoe Deutsch. So I've never really seen her in a role like this before. I, I know she's been in other things, but I think I developed kind of a girl crush on her from this movie. Mm -hmm. I think she's so cute. She's yeah. so charming and mm -hmm. endearing and witty. And I just like her character. She is kind of motivated to do a good job at work 
And I kind of like that storyline about her. Like she's not flighty in the sense that she's off prioritizing boys or kind of like frivolous things, but actually wanting to do a good job at her job. True, true. And then the actor Glenn Powell, who plays Charlie, I don't really have a lot of feelings towards him. I'm kind of neutral. Like I think he plays this douche kind of well, but mm-hmm. yeah, he was he was not quite as charming in my opinion, but still like I liked the two of them together. Do you think he's a douche? Is that how you would describe him? I mean, I think it would be easy for him to play the douchey character, like a guy in finance, just chasing money, chasing like pretty girls and status. But the character of Charlie, I think he's slightly more endearing than that. Mm -hmm. He's silly. He's kind of goofy. And yeah, yeah, I just like that they didn't make him like a really big douche because that would have been a little bit hard to relate and like root for him. Yes, agreed. A few other things. I actually have a long list of things I like about the movie just because obviously I'm rating it a little bit higher. Yes, tell me. Lucy Liu and Tay Diggs. I like that there are people of color in this movie and that they're not like just some sidekick. I I realize that they are not the main protagonists of the movie, but I felt like it was an actual like realistic take on the New York City landscape mm-hmm. and not just a bunch of white people. Mm-hmm. So that I really was like very excited to see. And Lucy Liu and Tay Diggs, you know, like they're veteran actors. So it was mm-hmm. kind of cool to see them in something like this. Mm-hmm. And I just really like this movie because it's a modern rom-com, obviously, but I felt weirdly nostalgic for it. Like it's wholesome and feel good, but also like it's kind of adult at the same time. Like there's sex jokes and, you know, words in this movie. Like they say cunt in it, which I don't think I've heard in a while in a movie (laughs) yeah i just thought it was despite the word cunt i do think that this movie is quite wholesome and feel good it is feel good yeah it's happy it's lighthearted. yes yeah for sure it's i will totally acknowledge that this is a very predictable rom-com but it's still it's it goes down easy it's just very enjoyable are there any other things that you liked about it the biggest thing for me is just how likable, like you said, like all of them seemed relatable on some level and they were likable, lovable in their own different way. To your point, like I loved Lucy Liu's character. She's this badass female leader who people are afraid of. They respect her. They admire her. There was right that like one girl who asked her to be her mentor. I, I loved that empowering role that that she had Mm -hmm. but yeah everything was just it's yeah it's a very all-around lighthearted movie it's a feel-good movie yeah so speaking about lucy Liu, like just some silly thing that i noticed that i really liked about her in this movie is that like her wardrobe is just so empowering to your (laughs) point like she's this badass she's a sports journalist too which you know we don't really see that much of our female journalists and she's an asian american one so that was Mm -hmm selfishly very cool to see i just remember that one red jumpsuit that she wears in the movie i was like wow that's so badass good point i didn't think about it but yes her wardrobe is like i wouldn't mind having it yeah i wouldn't mind it either all right so let's pivot to what you don't like about the movie it's hard for me to pinpoint exactly what i didn't like about the movie there was at least one specific thing that i didn't like because it's it's not part of the movie like the plot per se but I just don't like it personally. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the one or two scenes where they are at that Mexican restaurant and they're just like totally taking advantage of the the free endless chips. nachos. Yeah, the chips. Yeah. Which, 
I'm just like, oh, come on, man. Like, just order something. <laughs> like, that poor waiter. And to do yeah. it twice also and to come back. Which, by the way, I loved that she came in her, like, full-on robe. Which, to me, yeah. screams New York City, right? Just, like, which I know we've talked about, right? Like, everything's in your backyard. So mm -hmm. people just go out dressed crazily. But I just don't like... It just made me feel like, eh. Yeah. It rubbed <laughs> you the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I had a question written down for you, is if you've ever dined in Dash before. I'm going to take that as a no, because you <laughs> just stated that the scene made you uncomfortable. Yeah, I think I've kind of overlooked that as just a silly, yeah, it's obviously a terrible thing to do. And I think Harper has justified it because she hasn't technically ordered any food. She's mm -hmm. just drinking water and ordering the free chips. Right, right. Yeah, agree. It's uncomfortable in a yes. real world scenario, for sure. Have you ever dined in Dashed? No, I haven't. That's like a really shitty thing to do. I know. I don't think I could bring myself to do it. Which, now that you bring that up in comparison with what they did, I almost feel like, I don't know, maybe this, maybe what Harper and, and Charlie did was worse because they were kind of like blunt about it. Like they kept on asking for mm. more chips and then came up with that ridiculous emergency phone call <laughs> to get out of there. You know, yeah, not to justify tiny and dashing, <laughs> but at least you're like owning up to it, right? You're just like dipping. <laughs> right, I don't know. Right. Neither, neither are good. Don't do those at home, kids. Yeah, I agree with you. I would say that that's one of the biggest, uh, I guess, character flaws that Harper has is mm -hmm. just <laughs> shamelessly taking advantage of the hospitality industry. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. This was just like a strike against the movie was Pete Davidson's character, Duncan. Mm. So I'll be honest, when I came to this question, I wrote down, not really. I don't have a lot of things I don't like about the movie. Yeah. So if I were to kind of nitpick, it'd be mostly the Pete Davidson character, just because I don't know if he was that like funny or charming. And I think that Pete was kind of really overacting. This is coming from someone who's never acted a day in her life. But, you know, it just felt a little forced. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't didn't really add anything to me. I guess I liked that there was a gay character but mm -hmm. couldn't get over the fact that it was pete davidson okay so it was more the actor than or i how... guess okay this is me like grasping at things i didn't like <laughs> either though so no that's interesting because i didn't have a problem with him i don't love him but i don't hate him i agree in that did he add that much to the plot mm, maybe not he was like a funny sidekick yeah like i thought it was hilarious when he dumped his cup of coffee <laughs> on Tadigs at the end yeah i thought it was funny how he like quickly bonded with zoe at the party at the pool yeah. party it's like small things like that i can see where he's like a little awkward at times yeah no, I, I do like that scene about him and Harper becoming fast friends. I thought mm -hmm. that was really cute. Yeah. What else didn't you like? I'm trying to think. I know. I'm like thinking back. I'm like, why didn't I justify the 6.5 a little <laughs> bit more? Again, maybe it was me comparing it to other classic rom-coms and it's just mm. not at the top of my list for me. I didn't really hate anything about this movie. Some of the dialogue or, or scenes might have been like kind of cliche, but I didn't not like it because of that. Right. If anything, that's what I like. That's what I'm drawn to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm struggling to find something else that I didn't like. Yeah. I mean, it's probably like, to your point, just maybe not something that speaks to you on like an emotional level, mm -hmm. which is maybe the reason for the lower rating. But yeah, I... I found myself giving it a higher score just because there weren't that many things I didn't like about it. And mm -hmm. if they were things I didn't like about it, it wasn't like a deal breaker or, right. you know, a reason why I wouldn't go back to the movie. Right. Did you take away any general themes from the movie? 
I took away two that I wrote down. Okay. <laughs> the first one is that you can't force or cheat, and I say that pun intended with hating. Um, you can't force or cheat love. Mm. Right, there's that whole scene with them setting them up, and they had a good time and all, but at the end of the day, they don't really love each other. Right. And that the next one, which I would love to pick your brain on, is the fact that, and I know that we've talked about it plenty before, the fact that actual real meat cutes work and are the dream (laughs) (laughs) are the dream yes they're the dream like i think it's kind of not ironic but it's it's funny the way that they planned the meat cute for their bosses right but the fact that they met in the lobby fighting over this meal was a meat cute in itself and it developed their friendship and relationship and proved in the end that they work like Mm. it it was also i'm getting so heated up (laughs) it was also (laughs) proven by the fact that harper was on the online apps right and Mm. talking to that golf guy and the golf guy was shit to her that didn't Mm -hmm. work out thus meet cutes are they work (laughs) and they're the dream they are the goal (laughs) I love that takeaway. So to your to your first point, my response is I totally agree with that theme that you can't force love. Mm-hmm. I I am a little surprised at myself for not picking up that theme, but it's so obvious that mm-hmm. yeah, you can't force it. Like I wrote down actually one of my WTF moments is that like what does Kirsten like about Rick? And I couldn't come up, you know, like that's why I was like Rick has no redeeming qualities. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can set somebody up or you can set people up, but, you know, it can't be too forced to your point. Like there still has to be a natural like chemistry, Mm -hmm. you know, for lack of Mm -hmm. a better word. But to your second point about meet cutes being the dream, I love that Harper and Charlie had this meet cute Mm -hmm. about their boss's dinner order. I thought it was very cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I'm trying to think in like my real world experience about how friends of mine have I guess meet their partners yeah and I don't know if a lot of them are kind of like meet cutes but yeah I do I do think that there's something to be said about about that idea and that how it is kind of the dream to have one of those yeah and I have plenty of friends who are in relationships married to people they met online But I love the idea of somebody, like, organically meeting somebody. Like, you and Frank have a hilarious story, right? (laughs) Yeah, I've never thought of it as a meet-cute, but now that I, like, reflect (laughs) and look back on it, I think it kind of was a meet-cute. It was very unplanned, and Mm -hmm. it, yeah, I guess... And genuine and natural. (laughs) Yeah, we we (laughs) met on the street, for people who don't know the story of me and Frank and how we met, is... Technically, we did meet on the street through mutual friends, but these mutual friends did not ever want us to meet. So (laughs) timing kind of played in our favor that we end up like ran into each other on the street and thus we were introduced to each other. So I love it. I love that story. (laughs) It's a meet cute. I guess it is a meet cute. I've never like identified that, but I guess I'll take it and I appreciate it. But I know that you and I have had conversations about how you personally really want a meet cute. Like, not, yes. I don't know if you want a meet cute, but I know that you have feelings about online dating and meeting yep. a partner that way. Yep. So, 
Yeah. And I think the backdrop of New York City is, I know this is like a common thread that I talk about on the pod also, is just you can find love at any corner you turn in New York City, which I think mm-hmm. is why all these, a lot of these love stories are told here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come to think of it, a lot of the ones that we've done so far, or the ones you've done on the podcast, are set in the city. Mm-hmm. Just thinking back on them now. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's something to be said about that. <laughs> One of the themes that I took, or it's not really a theme, but it's like a trope, I guess, is the idea of bickering friends turning into rom- romantic partners. Like, you know, obviously Harper and Charlie, the genesis of this relationship is not to like be romantic with each other. It's genuinely to set up their their bosses. Mm -hmm. And they just have this undeniable chemistry that they just get drawn to each other. So there's that. And when I dug really deep about this movie internally, as I reflected on it, I took away the theme of this idea of just do it and this fear of failure that Harper, the character has about her career. Yes. Yes. And maybe I'm projecting because one of my mottos, my personal mottos is to just do it and not overthink things too much Mm -hmm. and just don't be afraid to fail. And Harper, she's so afraid to write something and for it to just be really bad. But her roommate, Becca, whom I love, she's so funny in this, but she just encourages Harper to like, who cares if it's bad? You have to at least just do it and then realize you can't get better at something without never having done it before. Yeah, I did like that scene. Yeah, I think as someone in their, like someone who like Harper is in her mid 20s and trying to figure out her career, it's, I mean, I'll just speak personally, that feeling doesn't go away. I'm in my mid 30s. And I feel that a lot. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, trying to kind of overcome this negative talk in your own head and to just just do it you know yeah you'll never know if you'll fail if you just don't try it first right mm-hmm. yes i did like that theme yeah yeah I, it spoke to me which i found harper to be super relatable about so maybe that's also a reason why i just feel this pull towards this movie yeah let's move on to favorite scenes do you want to start sure sure My favorite scene is definitely the pizza eating scene. Mm. Starting from Becca's engagement party, where she like tells them to go because they need, because Harper's craving pizza. And then right away, she gets like a whole bunch of pizza delivered. Starting from that point, through them climbing up the fire escape. And again, you see that, to your point, the chemistry between them. They're just so funny together and goofy. Yeah. The fire escape. Harper's comment about it being her, like her best meal ever, them having a moment. I love the way Harper asked for the to-go slices, just like yeah. little tidbits. It's just so funny. I love, I, I liked their dialogue there. And then ending with Charlie declining Suze's call. Like he's mm-hmm. like starting to click to him. So that was my favorite scene. Mm. What about yours? That's a really good scene. So I really like the engagement party scene, actually. I think mm-hmm. it kind of brings a lot of things together. I think this is one of the first moments, well, maybe not, but Harper and Charlie, they're kind of silly together, like they're dancing. And I feel like Charlie's trying to encourage Harper to just like, who cares who's watching? Just do whatever you want. Like Mm -hmm. They're just being super silly with each other. You know, they slow dance and Harper confronts Charlie about Suze and like how she's using him as a doormat. And he's like, no, I don't. And I thought that that was kind of a lot of realizations happening. Like, maybe is this the moment that leads up to, like, the tension in the pizza moment where, like, they look at each other and they're like, are we going to kiss? Are we not going to kiss? Is something going to happen? Good point. Good point. 
And I just also like Becca's speech, like you like because, but you it. love despite. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like a, a bunch of small reasons adding to to that moment for me. Yes. I, I loved the part where, yes, the slow song comes on and Charlie reaches his hand out. He's like, come on, don't be weird. <laughs> yeah. Don't be weird. Uh, but yeah, like now that I'm thinking back on it, you are totally right. It's where they both kind of like push each other mm. and challenge each other. But in that like friendly way. But yeah, maybe that's the maybe that's the point where it all started to change. Yeah. There are a few other like quotes that I really like and I would love to share them with you if I could. Tell me, tell me. So we mentioned Harper and Charlie's meet cute at the lobby of the building. Mm -hmm. There's this one line that just still cracks me up is that Harper's asking Charlie for money to pay for dinner. Mm -hmm. And Charlie's like, no. Harper's like, look at you. You'll just swoop in with your lacrosse stick and you'll just keep getting promoted for no reason. So funny. Yes. (laughs) Hit it nail on the head. Yes. I just thought it was very so perfect because look at him. He's just white. And of course, he's just going to get everything he wants. Yep. She's just saying it like it is. There's another line where Harper is talking to Charlie and she's like, oh, I'm going to go on a date with golf guy. We're going to go mini golfing. And I'm so immature. Charlie's like, let him win a few holes. And Harper's like, excuse me, I only have one hole. And Charlie's like, I meant at golf. Don't be gross. I I just, I'm so immature. I just literally LOL'd at that (laughs) that part of the movie, though. It's just because it's so witty. Like, it is witty. It's funny. Very quick. Yes. Yeah, Harper has these, like, one-liners that are hilarious. Like, the part where she's, like, asking for the to-go slice, and she's like, roll them in. I'm a lady. I'm a lady. I probably laughed out loud <laughs> at that, too. Like, she's so funny. Just these, like, random lines that she has. Yeah, she's just very charming. Like, she says the most silly and ridiculous things, but it evokes, like, some warmth as well. Like, I yeah. have fondness for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have one other moment, which is kind of random, mm-hmm. is the moment when Rick is drunk and, like tells Charlie that he actually appreciates him. Uh, I thought that was like a really weird but tender moment because it seems very off-brand of Rick to do something like this. And even Charlie's like, what's happening? Agreed. You can see Charlie just tighten up and get really, really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't help but appreciate the fact that this... I know Rick is drunk or whatever, but he feels like the most human in this scene. And like... We've all had to do grunt work at at our jobs. And how amazing would it have been to just have your boss be like, I really appreciate you. I really like what you do. And I should tell you that more often. And I was like, wow, that never happens. I mean, that didn't really happen for (laughs) me. But like, yeah, it was just a really sweet moment. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. It seemed like very off character for him. It was still endearing. I liked it. But I'm glad you brought it up because I was thinking about it as well from the same lens and also realizing, especially recently, what I've just work-wise, like, I, I do, I like validation. Yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> right? People have got to, like, appreciate just recognition, you know? Mm. So, yes, I, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I forgot about that moment, too. It, yeah, it just seems like a very random moment to be thrown in, but... Mm-hmm. I think maybe the people who are watching this movie, who you know, probably in their 20s, and people like me, <laughs> you know, yeah, validation from a boss is... Like, that never gets old. At whatever role, title, company, everyone wants to feel appreciated. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, professionally and non-professionally, you know, True. like you want to also hear that from like your romantic partner or even... True. I mean, friendships, sure. But I think that's, it doesn't have to be stated as, as often. I mean, it's implied, I guess. Yeah, not as like explicitly as that. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move on to the cliche rom-com moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's obviously a lot of cliche moments in this movie, but like the <laughs> biggest one is the matchmaking aspect of it. Yes. I love that Charlie is like, we're full on parent trapping them. And, <laughs> you know, that obviously that reference is kind of geared towards a certain age group, like people who grew up watching the Lindsay Lohan classic, The Parent True. Trap. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's this... Very tropey, very cute idea that you can, that we talked about, like, you can just set people up and things will be happy and rosy. Mm-hmm. Did you have any other, like, super cliche moments that are worth noting? I had a couple, or I noted a couple. I thought the whole airport scene very mm. <laughs> cliche. Yes. Also, to me, seems unrealistic because who can just wa- run into an airport and then see a line I guess it depends on... I'm also thinking, yeah. like, logistically, are they through security? Are they not through security? Are they... Right. <laughs> yeah. What's realistic here? But him calling up to them and having this whole conversation <laughs> in some, like, wide-open public space. Yeah. And then the realization, I thought that was very cliche. Not that I didn't appreciate it, but... Okay. Yeah, cliche. I also thought the scene where Harper and Charlie are at the jewelers and they're getting Kirsten's ring... I forgot the exact words, but they like really explicitly confront each other about their character flaws slash insecurities and like really pushed each other. Yeah. That I thought was, again, not that I didn't appreciate it because it was necessary to bring the plot along, but it was just cliche in that there's always like that one scene, right? Where you like point out the obvious that the audience knew, but you point out the obvious to your, your counterpart. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cliche. And I also thought the end with Harper and Charlie at the end outside of the building was pretty cliche in the way that they like came together again not that I didn't love it because they (laughs) brought back the whole you like because and you love despite yeah it's just you know (laughs) it's a cute cliche way to like tie it all together for sure totally the whole airport scene to me is a WTF moment because, mm. yeah, it's just so perfect that he runs in and they're just standing there waiting yeah. through security, I guess, like that whole moment. But actually, so my observation also is that usually these traditional rom-com movies, there's like a big grand gesture, right? Mm-hmm. From one person to the next. But I feel like Charlie makes the grand gesture to Kirsten. yeah. He's trying to prove that he's not an asshole by confronting and telling the truth to Kirsten, right? But it's he doesn't really do a grand gesture for Harper. Like it turns point. out that Kirsten set them up to meet outside the building, which yeah. is actually the Bank of America building. Ah. In Bryant Park. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that that was an interesting takeaway was that Charlie didn't really do any grand gestures. He kind of just by accident came to like apologize to Harper at the end. That's a good point. In a similar note, I thought that it was kind of, not selfish, but it was the first adjective that comes to my mind, that Charlie got to do the, like, big reveal and prove to them that they were, prove to them that, like, Kirsten shouldn't belong with him. Mm. But Harper missed out on it. Yeah, you're right, because Harper did try to, or she did confront Kirsten about it. Right. But Kirsten's like, you're fired. Like, yeah, she didn't really get down. any glory from mm-hmm. telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I wish Charlie had done some grand gesture to Harper too. Yeah. I do feel like it makes it more quote unquote modern for there to not be a grand gesture because these grand gestures are so cliche and so silly, like so unrealistic. Yeah. So I kind of actually might like that about this movie is that it seemed more real to just Mm -hmm. have a conversation. Like, let's just talk this out Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. versus let me prove to you my love by running, chasing Mm -hmm. you through. I don't know. That's fair. No, that's fair. Do you have any other like WTF moments? plot holes and most unrealistic moments i don't know if it was a plot hole but the whole elevator scene yes i i don't want to say it didn't add anything to the plot because i loved harper's comment about it how she's like we can work with hate Mm. we can't work with indifference like we can work with hate okay but creepy tim's fine but the whole (laughs) elevator with the delivery guy was was you didn't need it i didn't need it yeah I did feel like it was funny, but the more times I've watched it, I don't need it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was a little bit of a shock factor the first time I saw it. It's like, whoa, this yeah. is happening. Yeah. But it does seem kind of contrived and just a little too out there for their meat cute. Right, right. That whole delivery guy just threw in a wrench. Like, his character alone was maybe unnecessary. Yeah, like he just stripped naked to pee. Like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a little much. Um, I have a very small WTF, which I've only picked up on just because, you know, I live in New York. We come to learn that Charlie and Harper work in Midtown, but there's that one scene where they're walking up the High Line. They're holding like trays of coffee and like juice or something. And I'm like, ah, this is not on their way to work. Like this Mm -hmm. is so far geographically. The High Line and Midtown are not close to each other. So I love, yeah, I love that you pointed that out. I don't love those moments. Yeah. It's hilarious because so many movies do it. Which on that note, her whole apartment is massive. But yeah, them walking in the high, I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, she must have like a really long lunch break. Like, what the hell is she doing? (laughs) Like, or maybe Kirsten told her to go to like a very specific smoothie shop. Who knows? But agreed. Like, it's beautiful. It's a nice place to shoot, but very unrealistic. Yeah. Whenever I watch these movies based in New York, I always try to like nitpick, like, where are they really versus Mm -hmm. where should they be? Like... You don't need to go downtown to get uptown to go back downtown, you know, just <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, good call out. Also, so one other WTF moment for me is that Rick's very bad behavior in the office. Like that is just would not be tolerated. Like throwing his chair, trying to break a window and like throwing a temper tantrum mm-hmm. at the office when he's supposedly the most respected VC. No, I don't buy it. Right. You can't do that. That's a good point. That didn't strike me for some reason, which might say something (laughs) about my work environment. (laughs) Oh, no. That didn't strike me as like, my goodness, why isn't he fired? Maybe they like Hollywoodized it and exaggerated it. but Sure, sure. Yeah, I guess the the whole physical part and the violence part, that's like a no-no. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) I found myself kind of like, after I watched the movie, I was like, what are the WTF moments? A lot of movies, I'm very quick to say like, this makes no sense. This mm-hmm. makes no sense. But for me, I think I escaped into their reality, maybe because I felt like it was realistic in a way. Mm. So I didn't really pick apart as many things as I might for other movies. Yeah. But yeah, those were kind of my biggest WTF moments of the movie. Yeah, that's fair. Do you have any others? The other ones were just like the moments that I thought were cliche, the scenes that I thought were cliche, but yeah, I didn't have any like WTF or any problems with those. 
I mean, a lot of the cliche moments definitely bleed into WTF moments because sure, it's, it's a just thin line. This, yeah, exactly. Very <laughs> thin line. So, what are your thoughts on the actual ending of the movie? I liked it. I also appreciated that Kirsten finally vocalized her appreciation for Harper and was interested in reading her article. Like, I thought that was really cool of Kirsten and and gave a glimpse into maybe what their future relationship could be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was happy with it. What about you? Yeah, I actually wrote down the exact same thing. I wrote down that I, I like the ending, but mostly because I like that Harper and Kirsten have this moment where they make up. Mm-hmm. Harper, I specifically wrote down that I like that Harper knows her worth now and that like she was using the assistance job as like a crutch to not work. True. So she's like ready and willing to challenge herself into becoming an actual writer. Good point. Good point. She turned down her offer at her existing job or her old job. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it was, it was a nice relationship to see like fostered. Mm-hmm. There was that one moment where Kirsten, where she uses the C word in that conversation where mm-hmm. she's like, you know, I want to show you what it's really like for women in our industry. We need to have tough skin and thick skin and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So I think that there is a true kind of relationship that these two women have with each other, that maybe Kirsten sees a bit of her in Harper when she was in her early to mid 20s. Yeah, I just I like that whole aspect of the movie. Agreed. And then, yeah, you you mentioned that Charlie and Harper are outside the building. Very cliche. Yeah. They make up. And I like that Charlie is the one who kind of initiates and says, I like you. Mm -hmm. It sounds so trite and silly for me to say this, but like, I can remember having someone say that to me and just like feel butterflies, you know, it's like, that's kind of all you want to hear from the other person is that like, I like you and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to explore this potential relationship. Yes, that's the dream as well. (laughs) I have a question. What were your thoughts on Rick's ending? Like how he came to Charlie's Mm. apartment? I don't know what I feel about it. Yeah, I don't know if I needed Rick to have like a quote unquote happy ending. I mean, granted, it's not quote unquote happy, but... Mm -hmm. It turns out that he didn't even really like Kirsten in the end, you know, and that he actually wanted his ex-wife the entire time. So that was kind of weird. I guess he shows growth. You know, he's like, I realize I should know these things. Like, my only problem with this scene and the scene at the airport, it seems that Rick is tested about his knowledge of his relationships by what their favorite foods are and what their favorite (laughs) places are. Because to me, that doesn't define an intimate relationship. Like, (laughs) these questions should be a little harder. You know, if we can't answer these silly questions, then he shouldn't be with these women. But... I don't know. Sorry. Go back to your question about Rick and his ending. Yeah, I'm neutral about it, I think. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think what I'm undecided about, to your point, like he still doesn't know Kiki's favorite color or a dish. And yet he realizes he misses her. Mm. I don't understand that like leap there, how he came to that conclusion. Yeah, like he's just so unlikable as a character. But it's like a weird moment where I think he's trying to redeem himself being like I actually want to know these things I see that I think you you said it perfectly like it's just character growth for him yeah in the smallest way possible in the smallest way possible exactly (laughs) yeah yeah I was gonna talk about Suze like what do we think of Suze hmm I didn't love her I didn't hate her she did her part perfectly fine yeah she's played by I think she's a supermodel. 
Joan Smalls? She's gorgeous. I would believe she's a supermodel <laughs> in real life. Yeah, I think she played it like exactly like she that she should have been. Yeah, she's so superficial. Like that scene where Charlie's trying to break up with her at a Fiori, and she's like, "But you're my backup." Like I you know. can't say that shit. You cannot say that. That was so mean, but also a hilar- another hilarious one line. Ever try like br- takes the credit card back? He's not. I'm not Rockefeller. I'm not doing that right, shit. Right. Yeah, I love that she was like, just eat your steak. And just like, shut up and eat your steak. We're at a nice place. I don't really care. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought she was fine. Yeah. <laughs> what were your thoughts? Yeah, I also just kind of like, yeah, she's kind of a caricature of a vapid character, right? Mm-hmm. So when Duncan's like, what do you even know about her? He's like, uh, she's from Puerto Rico. I know. She <laughs> uses La Mer products. Yes. <laughs> I love that that's how he thinks he knows his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Just super shallow. And then he's like, I haven't even pooped at her apartment. I forgot about that line. It was just a funny moment. So who would you say your favorite character is? Yeah, I mean, for me, I'd like Charlie because he was funny. He's goofy. He's so handsome. He, like, appreciated how Harper's down to earth and quirky in her own way, too. I also noted him down as a character was one of the more character developments because he's a 28 year old and ended up being a temp at the, like he realized what his current job and, and role was doing to him. And, and he actually reevaluated his life and his values and like totally changed it, rectified right. it. So I liked his character a lot. I thought he was really funny. Yeah. For me, it was Harper. Mm. I think I really value people who know their worth at the beginning of the movie and kind of is consistent throughout. Obviously, there's something to be said about having growth and development through the movie. I think that's obviously necessary for a story to have weight. Right. Is that people need to learn and be better. But I like that Harper is kind of unwavering. She doesn't change for anybody, for a boy or anything like that. She kind of is who she is, what you see is what you get. Right. The way she changes is this like internal journey about her work. Yeah, I th- I can appreciate the fact that she kind of knew who she was from the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. She didn't like change herself when she was even dating golf guy. Like she never had to put on another facade for anybody really. Yeah. And I liked that she didn't even try to play hard to get with Golf Guy. You know, there's that whole scene at the pool party. And she says something like, I am guaranteeing a warm and cozy cave. Like, why won't men just take that? Because she just doesn't understand, like, why it's a game. She's like, I'm here. Like, I like you. And yeah, how difficult does it have to be? That's true. I loved that whole dialogue. Yeah. And then my other, like character that I really like is just roommate Becca. I love Mm -hmm. how she gives Harper tough love. Yes. And she has some really great moments in the movie too. Do you know, I know that you watch Younger. Wait, how far in are you now? I've watched the whole thing. I'm re-watching it with Viv. (laughs) Wait, what? Yes. Oh. (laughs) Which I also wanted to bring up too, because I know that you watched (laughs) it. And yes, Becca is in there as well. And so is... Oh, gosh. The only thing I want to call him is Pencil Dick. That's not his name. Yes. The intern. Because <laughs> I, I watched it with Viv, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's in Younger, too. He's the, yes. the tech billionaire, the really young kid. <laughs> so two characters overlap. So I had watched this movie, like, long before I watched Younger. I mm-hmm. just finished binging, like, a week or two ago, and I'm not over it. I want more <laughs> of it. I'm yes. so obsessed. 
But when I saw intern Bo, I was like, oh my gosh, why do I know this guy? And it just like instantly hit me that he's younger. Yep. Yeah. And another fun fact, I'm pretty sure that Younger also films at the Bank of America building. Mm. But yeah, so Becca plays very minor character on Younger. And I used Set It Up as a reference. I was like, oh, I know her. She's in Set It Up Mm -hmm. when I was watching Younger. But I digress. I just, I I thought she was really funny in this movie. Yeah, I liked her. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Charlie and Harper staying together? What do you think their relationship looks like? I think they'll date and maybe for a while, Mm -hmm. but they're just so young. Yeah. They're so young and you don't, we don't know that much about them. Mm -hmm. I think they'd like have a fun go at it, but I don't know if they would get married and build a life together and have a family. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if they would stay together forever. Right. I wrote down the same thing. I wrote down that that I think that they're good for each other. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about how they challenge each other and they kind of bring the best of each other out of each other. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm unsure if they'll make it in the long run. I think they date maybe like maybe a few years. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard to tell, you know. Agreed. It's hard to tell. Yeah, just, I mean, I don't want to say it's because they're young, but so much of it is because they're young. I know. I feel like we're like old grandmas that are like, oh, it'll never last. (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah, it's hard to tell based on this like one lens that we're given. Totally, totally. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they did end up staying together, but also not surprised if they don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. Do you have any thoughts on the music of this movie? I love that you brought that up because I actually pulled out my phone to Shazam a couple of songs, (laughs) which I don't, I mean, if something, if I hear something in the background and I love it, I'll, I'll do it and I'll listen to it later and save it. But it happened to me twice. Once was, and if you want to know the name of the song, it's called Come Go With Me. Okay. It's when they are, it's the pizza scene where they're eating pizza after Becca's engagement party in Charlie's apartment. And it's that like tender moment between the two. Mm-hmm. Shazam that song. I also Shazam the song. It's called Better Off Without. Okay. And it's after Harper's fired. It might be when she's in her apartment, like all hold up. I, I just know it's mm. right after that she was fired. But I liked, I really liked those two songs. I have yet to re-listen to them, but those are the two that I noted. Wait, what are the names of the songs? Come Go With Me, Pizza Scene, and Better Off Without, After Harper's Fired. Huh, okay. So while I was watching the movie, I didn't really have any strong attachments to the music. I thought it was very like, it was very seamless in the background. But then, so I looked up a Spotify playlist of it. I don't think Mm. it's like the official one. It's like someone built this playlist. Yeah. And I was listening to the songs one by one. And I was like, oh, wow, like Stevie Wonder was in this movie. (laughs) And like Huey Lewis, like there's some older songs, but... It made me want to, like, re-watch the movie to listen to the music. Ooh. Yeah, there was, like, Third Eye Blind when Duncan's roommate... I'm sorry. Yes. When Duncan's hooking up with another... with someone. Mm Mm-hmm. But that was kind of, like, the most glaring piece of music to me. Yeah. I didn't... Yeah, I didn't hate any of it. It was just those two that, like, really caught my attention. Okay, I'm gonna keep an eye out next time I watch this. Yeah, I'll have to check out that playlist also. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, like... Do you think this movie is beloved, and do you think it has longevity? I don't think it's beloved, and I'm not sure it has longevity. And maybe it's because I'm stereotyping Netflix films. Mm. I shouldn't say that. There are some that are, like, iconic. 
you know, either for good or bad reasons, and then they'll probably just stay around for a while. But this one just doesn't strike me as one. Hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't stand out to me. What about you? So I was doing some research on the movie, and I think this movie is the first, or maybe one of the first, of the Netflix original rom-coms. Okay. Which seems... Like, kind of crazy that this was only two years ago. I feel like Netflix has been churning out original rom-coms for a really long time, but I guess not. So as I was reading reviews of this movie and people's opinions on it, I think this movie is kind of like one of the better ones of the Netflix canon. Agreed. Yes. Longevity is, I don't know if it does, but I personally think that this movie is kind of a classic tale um, in just a more modern way of telling it. Like the characters are very modern people. Mm-hmm. There are modern issues, you know, it looks modern just like because there's not just white people in it either, which I I feel like I really value that mm-hmm. as I've been revisiting a lot of these movies. It's just so glaring and like it hurts to not see any kind of diversity So Mm -hmm. I think I put a lot of weight about that into this movie, which is maybe why I like it, or I've rated it a little bit higher. Okay. But yeah, I I think to your point, it's not like one of the more beloved ones. Like I don't think Zoe Deutsch or Glenn Powell like rose to fame overnight because of this movie versus like Lana Condor and Noah Centineo from To All the Boys, (laughs) which, you know, is a a different conversation, but yes. There's something to be said about that, but also maybe just because, like, this movie is geared towards 20-somethings? Yes. Oh, I will say that To All the Boys is a book series, so maybe there's, like, an ingrained fan base. following already. Right. Yeah. So this doesn't, you know, it's an original film, so... Fair. Yeah. I I totally agree. I I think modern is, like, a perfect way to describe it, because it is. It is geared towards 20-year-olds. Yeah, I would say it's realistic. Like, there are going to be... Kids out there in the city working their ass off, trying to please their bosses. That I can see is is very modern mm-hmm. and very applicable to 20-something-year-olds. Right. But I'm glad you brought up the point about other Netflix rom-coms. Because I, I was trying to think back to two years ago. And I, I mentioned earlier, like, I thought this is... I agree. I think this is one of the better Netflix rom-coms. Mm-hmm. But I thought this was either like in the middle or at the end. Just because I, I remember watching all these the others... Mm-hmm liking them and then not realizing like wow i really liked set it up mm. which is why i was surprised when i rewatched it and then gave it a 6.5 mm. but yeah i'm i'm curious to know the timeline of all of these other and there's so many so many they, they did crank so many of them out in the last couple of years yeah i think this for me is one of my more favorite netflix rom-coms so mm-hmm Maybe it is because it's a little bit more adult versus like the teen rom-coms, which I clearly, I very much appreciate those as well. (laughs) That those are definitely more like of an escape. Like, I don't remember what it was like to be 16, you know, like. Right, like in high school dealing with all these problems. Yeah, and man, I have these conversations with some people where it's like these modern Netflix teen rom-coms, they're just so glossy like all these kids just get along with each other now for the most part and like you know the narratives have changed and I'm glad they have but like everything just comes so easy to these beautiful teenagers which is not realistic yes I've thought about the same thing too like the older I get I I I relate less and less with these younger tv shows and movies Mm -hmm. 
and yeah, I can't help but think like if I were younger, like this would talk, I probably would love this because I'm so, I relate so much to this. Like they talk about these issues that I, re- that I have when I'm in high school mm. and I just don't, I get, we're just becoming more and more removed. Yeah. Is what I chalk it up to. Yeah. And that's only natural. So I usually do a little bit of trivia digging and I only found like two points of trivia for this movie. Okay. One is that in the Yankees game is Glenn Powell's real grandma is the older lady. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. It was cute. Quick note, I I want to say I <laughs> I want to say I stalked his actual social media presence yes. like right after I first watched it. I haven't revisited it, but I want to say if I'm remembering correctly, he's very close to his family. So that doesn't really surprise me, but I love it. I love that he she's in. I'm there. glad that you brought that up because prior to this movie, I did like a little bit of a dive into <laughs> Glenn Powell's Instagram. And I don't love Charlie as a character because of all the things I mentioned that like it was very easy for them to depict him as like this finance douche bro. Right. But knowing that Glenn Powell is quite silly and very lovable with his family is very endearing. Mm -hmm. So yes, I like that part of him. So I think that adds to why I also like like this movie more now too is because Glenn Powell seems like a good guy, you know? So yeah, yeah. Another point of trivia is that the original cast included Amelia Clark, aka Daenerys oh, Targaryen. Whoa. How? Where? I don't know. I think maybe she must have been slated to play Harper, but I'm glad that Zoe Deutsch played it. Amelia Clark's older, right? Yes, she is older. Interesting. That would have been really interesting. I wonder how they would have put her in there. Because Harper's supposed to be like a like a 24-year-old, right? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I love her. I actually recently just rewatched Last Christmas. Have you seen it? I have. I have, yes. <laughs> Do you like it? Um, I've only seen it once. I admittedly saw it in the theaters. And mm-hmm. I walked away from the theater <laughs> being like, why am I crying? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but also I did walk away being like, ah, this is not a good movie, though. Oh, I'm 100% with you. I didn't love it. I, I still bawled my eyes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I, I love her as a human, as an actress. Mm-hmm. So, But I just don't know how I feel about her playing Harper. Yeah, same. I think this movie, for me personally, the reason I like it is mostly because of Zoe Deutsch, to be honest with you. We can wrap it up. Um, do you have any last takes before we go? I did really enjoy the movie, and I would rewatch it again. Mm-hmm. If not, you know, even just to like put it on the background. Because it is, like we've talked about, it's lighthearted, it's funny, it's quirky, everyone's really likable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just not my favorite rom-com, nor do I think it's a classic, mm-hmm. but I do really enjoy it. And I think it is one of the better Netflix rom-coms. Yeah, I agree with you. I just drive it home what I said earlier, but like, it's not something that I've realized, like, as many times as, as I've seen it, I haven't gotten sick of it. Mm-hmm. It still makes me laugh, you know, maybe not mm-hmm. like belly laugh, but it still makes me chuckle. Like I said, I like Zoe Deutsch. I think she's really charming and cute in this movie. And to your point, they're very likable. I wrote down, like, no one is obnoxious in this movie. I mean, aside from, like, Rick. But, yeah, no one's obnoxious in this movie, in my opinion. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And while it's, like, super simple and predictable, and yes, we've, you know, we've watched this story unfold many times. It's incredibly tropey. It's still enjoyable. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you haven't seen this, I still think it's worth a shot. It's one of the better Netflix rom-coms, in my opinion. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Val, for doing this with me. 
Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I can't wait to revisit other movies with you. I'm sure we'll have lots yes. to talk about. <laughs> I'm excited for those. Same. To all tuning in to another episode, thank you so much. You can follow us on Instagram at Romcom Weekly and would love to hear what you think about this movie, Set It Up. We'll chat with you guys again next week. Bye.